0: Hey, this is the Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. Know what I'm talking about? Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way, get out the way.
1: welcome everybody episode 48 of off topic i'm gonna say it it's gonna feel good the milwaukee bucks are nba champions
2: yes sir clap 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 it up and start clapping noises
1: how are how are we feeling everybody
2: as a non-bucks fan i'm feeling like a bucks fan that was awesome (laughs) yeah that was awesome
1: it was i mean it was incredible i'm Keep going back to it. Being there was the coolest thing ever. It was probably, bar none, the best day of my life so far. Like, I can't think of anything that could that will compare to that. It was absolutely awesome.
3: It was pure happiness and joy. And I don't know. I mean, nothing else really matters. In that's kind of,
1: yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, the rest of my life, like, life peaked. So the rest of my life is yeah. just like, whatever.
3: I mean, in reality, Ian. We probably should have just killed ourselves after game six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, because when we go back to back, I want to be there to enjoy it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, so, were you about to say something?
2: Yeah. Why don't you share your both of your experiences since you guys got to actually go inside the stadium? You you watched it live.
1: <laughs> yeah. So for me. Obviously, you guys heard last week about my ticket situation. So I got Mm -hmm. um, good seats close to the floor. And I mean, it was like everything you could have, like you would have imagined it to be. It was just insane. Like the building was so loud. It was unbelievable. It's hard. It's just hard to put into words almost. But um, just like the atmosphere, the fact that Brandon Jennings was in the building the fact that they won it in six for the culture. It's just like, oh, there was a, It just, I feel like a lot about this series and that game, especially there was like a lot of like storybook stuff that you just almost can't make up. It was truly insane. Uh, yeah. Just, just awesome. So many moments in the game where it's just like, I remember exactly how the crowd reacted to that. And it's just, I mean, I, I, I'm just speechless
2: still a week later. Did you go back and watch the game then?
1: I've seen it about ten times.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's and it does. It's that's like it's like going to be like North Carolina championship for me. I don't think it's ever going to get old. Yeah. Like oh, I I figured it.
3: would it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, that stuff just doesn't age.
2: So.
3: Mm-hmm. I did not have as good a seat as you, Ian. I didn't even have a seat technically. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But. It was very loud where I was at, so I cannot imagine what it was like mm. in the lower bowl, so where you were at. Um, I think the best part about where my seat was is that I had a direct line of sight towards the Ian Michael talk, mm. so I could see his every reaction to every play. Yeah, I bet. I
1: bet you saw some good ones.
3: Oh, trust me, I did. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but just being surrounded by like a whole bunch of people of like Bucks fans and like we were sitting by ourselves so like i don't know if you experienced it saying but like just like hugging random people after we won and like the happiness like we displayed towards one another it was amazing like i'm pretty sure i hugged them both but
1: yeah i mean (laughs) that's what's so awesome about sports it's like when something cool happens it's just like everybody around you you just instantly like fall in love with like you just hugging everybody Mm -hmm. and giving everybody high fives and it's just like the cool. I'm sure you experienced that too at the deer district, Nick. I'm sure everybody was just all over oh, each other. Like, yeah, it was. Whether they knew the de- each other or not. It's just, it's
2: just insanity. It was crazy, bro. It was awesome. It was, yeah. it, the deer district was wild.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Milwaukee police department said the day after that there was closer to a hundred thousand people than it was 65,000 outside
0: which oh like, makes sense
1: because when you look at like all three of the areas, like it did look like a lot more than 65,000 people. Like that's like 65,000 people is like a football stadium. And it was a lot more people in a football stadium yeah. in there.
2: Yeah. They, um, it was, it was, it, it was packed. There had to have been more. because and then, like even then walking after the game, do you remember how many people there were?
1: Yeah. And then half a million at the parade. It's just like, I don't, I don't think there's, uh any debate anymore that like milwaukee has the best fans in the nba
3: i'm sorry i'm cracking up over me I just yeah. Standing <laughs> yeah i was gonna try to ignore it but
0: that was
3: still <laughs> <was too> funny. <laughs> funny that was too
1: just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was trying to keep it in but uh, yeah that's really funny um but you know i think milwaukee is the best fans in the nba and there's no doubt i don't think any other fan base in the world would have 100,000 people outside of the stadium for the, for the game.
2: Yeah, that was, was actually crazy. crazy. There were so many people.
3: The yeah. 100,000 people outside the stadium, there was a stat that said that would have been the fifth largest city in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like within a one-mile square radius of the Pfizer form. Just think about that for a second.
1: It's, it's nuts. Um, I mean, we haven't even started talking about what happened in the game like i mean i know (laughs) the the main the main thing was Giannis had probably the greatest clinching game performance in nba history Uh, second player player ever to score 50 in a clinching game but it hadn't been done since 1958 bob pettit right bob pettit yep Yep. and so i don't. i think I think that this is no definitely
2: the best closing performance ever in a fight It has to be. And it I'm so
1: glad he missed that free throw at the end because 50 is so much more memorable than 51.
3: Yeah. So. Um, I mean, speaking of his free throws too, 17 for 19. Yeah, I think
2: that like was fantastic from the line. He shot yeah, 90%. Like, yeah, that's just this
1: is like why if, if you are a Giannis doubter now, it's purely just because you hate him. Mm -hmm. Like he has unwritten every single critique that has ever been made about him. The, the, by the media, which obviously you don't can't take into account too much because the media is ridiculous, but yeah, it's still just Chris too. You know, everybody said, everybody said we overpaid for, for Chris and Drew but we didn't because we won a championship and that's all the goal was. Yeah. So it's like yeah. everything going forward, it doesn't matter. And and to do it in year one, uh, like what a fuck you to the NBA, or not the NBA, but the media. Yeah, it's, for it's Giannis the media. To be honest, to re in
0: mm-hmm. a small
1: market and then win the ch- We He hasn't even started his Supermax deal yet and he mm-hmm. already won a ring. Um, mm-hmm. And at the age of 26 too, I mean, he, younger than LeBron and Jordan. I'm pretty sure his the first
3: the highest paid player in the Bucks this year was Chris. Yeah. Yep.
1: I uh or Drew.
3: No, I I think it was Chris. Does Drew he, start next year? Yeah, Drew starts next. Okay, year. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, then it was probably Chris. It had to be.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
1: Chris signed to max.
3: So, I I also think it's a big fuck. Big sorry, I have a little kid in the room. Big frick you to the NBA, uh, just because of the way the officials ref the Bucks throughout the playoffs.
1: Yeah, especially in that Brooklyn series. Like we all said, that Brooklyn game seven was the most obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never. That was absolutely bananas. Um, I'm glad you brought the officiating because I watched. I've watched everything. Every Suns interview, every Bucks interview, everything. And I think it's funny when the Suns players, Jay Crowder specifically, he had a lot to say about the refs after the game. I think it's funny that when Giannis misses his free throws and you hack him, it's a good game plan. But then when he makes him, the officiating is unfair. No, it's like you fouled him. He went to the line 19 times, which you wanted him to do. You just didn't want him to make 17 of those. So that's on you. That's like you're supposed to make them when you go up there. But when your plan is to hack a a guy who's going to shoot 90% from the free throw line, that's not officiating. That's the problem. That's your game plan. And I did see a lot, a lot of critique of Monty Williams just – Leaving DeAndre Aiden one-on-one with Giannis and not making any adjustments, which is fair. I think if I was a Suns fan, I'd be like, can we double him, please? Because Deandre- poor DeAndre
2: Aiton, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he had just got, a horrible know. game, by the way. He shot, yeah. what was he, like two for 12 or something, or three for 12?
1: Yeah, and he was also, he was the one drawing the Shaquille O'Neal comparisons coming into the finals. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody was like, this is the new big of the NBA. And then Giannis was like, no, you're not. I'm gonna <laughs> hyperextend my knee, come back, and absolutely dominate you, like no problem. And Aiden, yeah. he's only he's only 22 years old. I think he's gonna be really, really good. Yeah, same. But I, he probably learned a lot from this series because he just he got absolutely destroyed in every facet of the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did. He he had a pretty poor final, like two or three games of that finals. Um Devin Aiden Booker did. was
1: also horrendous in game six, which yep. was big for the Bucks. Up, yeah. Because I mean every game he was the whole off op- he was the Sun's whole offense outside of games one and two.
2: Mm. Chris um, Paul actually had to score.
1: Yeah. I mean Chris Paul played pretty well um in game six, but when he's your when Chris Paul is your number two guy and your number one scores like 15 points, that's not good.
3: Mm-hmm. So I I will say Ian, you mentioned earlier about how there was a lot of critique about Monty Williams failing to adjust. You know who did not fail to adjust during these playoffs was Coach Bud. You mm-hmm. have to give him credit, and I have been a Coach Bud hater for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I am giving him all credit for this NBA championship. He adjusted when he needed to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when I rewatched all the games. I think the biggest thing we did really after games one and two was we switched drew and PJ, we put PJ Tucker on Chris Paul. and We put drew on Devin Booker and that made a huge difference. Um, I don't know what it was about that. I think like uh, drew holiday, you know, people, a lot of people were comparing him to Eric blood. So in this series, I'm sure you saw this stat, Liam drew drew, uh, drew holiday had the best plus minus in the entire playoffs. He was a plus 195. In the holy playoffs. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so best, to plus, compare minus. him and Bledsoe is bananas. Like I get
2: like you could I guess you could compare them offensively because Drew right. Holiday did not have he did not have a good like series or really playoffs offensively except for a couple games. But like defensively it's like he you had to have him on the floor.
0: Yeah. You had you know, to
1: when you're when your third best player has a plus 195 throughout the playoffs you're probably going to win the finals. Like (laughs) that's insane. That is absolutely insane, which means, and, and, and that's like the point to it. He wasn't great offensively and that's how good his defense was. Like teams Mm -hmm. did not score when drew holiday was on the floor compared to when he was off. Yes. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, we saw it against uh, the nets a ton like Kevin Durant, obviously ate, but he struggled against drew holiday at times, even though drew holiday was so much smaller I think Drew Holiday is just so strong and so, like, deceptively quick that it's just it's just a headache for these guys.
3: Mm-hmm. I, we'd be kidding ourselves if we did not mention Bobby Portis either. That man had of one heck of an NBA Finals bench player. Like, he just came off, like, game sick in the arena. Like, the chance of Bobby were just... So amazing. He had a
2: fantastic game six, like fantastic. He was the second leading scorer. Yes. What do you have? 22?
1: No, he only had 17, I think.
3: Okay. But still.
1: Yeah. um, But one of our players had half of our points. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's, it's, it's a huge credit to Bobby too, considering he didn't get off the bench in that Brooklyn series. And then for him to come out ready to go and really step up when Giannis got hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals and then in the finals, like it shows that how much of a team player he is. Like he doesn't care if he, if his job is to sit on the bench and support, he'll do it and then he'll step up when he needs to. And that's exactly what he did. And we kind of saw that with Bryn Forbes too. Like Bryn Forbes was arguably one of the better players on our team in the Miami series. He outscored Jimmy Butler,
0: mm-hmm. averaged
1: 15 a game off the bench. Didn't really play the rest of the playoffs, but he stepped up when he needed to. Same with Pat. Like those guys off the bench were just massive.
2: Pat, Pat Johnson, had su- Pat was so good. I he was so good in the finals, dude. He was so
1: good in the playoffs. Like, and you know, it's he went 0 for 4 in game six but he had eight rebounds and i'm pretty sure three or four of them were offensive and in a game that you win by six six eight points those offensive rebounds those are the game and those are the kind Mm -hmm. of plays that you need those guys to make that's what we didn't have in previous years is those guys off the bench like liam we talked about it if i still believe to this day in 2018 if we had dante we would have beat the raptors because he's the guy who makes those plays you know and we Mm -hmm. didn't have he was hurt so um, hurt again this year. I kills me that he yeah. couldn't have been out there with the team to when they mm-hmm. won it, but
0: it shows chill. even
1: more credit to everybody. Well, else. he
2: was on the sideline,
1: yeah, but it's just like it's not the same as not being able to play. I know he
2: had to roll his way out on his little yeah. scooter, <laughs> <Yep>. yeah.
3: <laughs> it kills me too, but it just shows you like how good that Bucks team was this year. Mm-hmm. Like they went through the playoffs without a starter and somebody who's not going to get a lot of credit, but he's that glue guy, plays good defense, he can score 10, 12 points a game when needed. He's not a star, but he's somebody that, like, the Bucks really want, like, to keep around.
1: I also think it was just one of the coolest things that until the finals, the Bucks close every series away from home, and then to come back home and then win the finals is just – so so incredibly awesome. Um, that is awesome. I like it's again it's like storybook. Like you win every you close every series on the road and then you f- get to win the game at home. It's just awesome. Um I also said last week Nick when we were talking about best players in the NBA and I said I thought it was Kevin Durant. I think for the time being there's no argument anymore. I was wrong. I think Giannis yeah. is the best player in the league and until next year Mm -hmm. starts there's no argument like and you know i when when i look back at it take out everybody else take out supporting cast take out injuries Giannis went into kevin durant's house in a game seven and he beat him yeah i think that's what it comes down to like uh yeah
2: you can say oh the bucks hit an easy road because of injuries shut up no they didn't they still had to beat kevin durant
1: yeah um they pack and James Harden, Harden. and yeah. James Harden. Like, I and don't Kyrie like for three, two and a yes. half games, exactly. Like, they were uh, part of my take asked Pat Connaughton this week, like, was this one of the hardest roads to the finals ever? And Pat said, He's like, I mean, we played Brooklyn in the second round, and on paper, they're one of the best teams ever. They have, mm-hmm. four, they have four Hall of Famers in their starting lineup because I'm assuming Blake Irvin's gonna be a Hall of Famer because the NBA yeah. lets everybody in, yeah. so three surefire hall of famers and Blake Griffin and we drew him in the second round. And then we, be, and we beat him, and we beat Miami who, you know, obviously it owned us in the playoffs last year. Yeah, We beat a young Atlanta team who was super motivated with a great head coach. And then we beat Phoenix who, I mean, Devin Booker is one of the best young stars in the league. Chris Paul is a top five point card of all time. Monty Williams mm-hmm. is a top three coach in the NBA. We had a hard mm-hmm. road to the finals and it just makes it so much sweeter that we did it. The I don't want to say the right way, but the right way, you know, we built Mm -hmm. a team from the ground up. We won 15 games with Chris and Giannis eight years ago, and then eight years later, here we are, champions, and Giannis is the finals MVP. And Chris Middleton was the clutchest
2: player in the playoffs this year. Like, it's just so awesome. I also like people, like, if the Suns won, the people weren't going to say that the that, oh, it, did, you know, it didn't matter because the Suns had to beat injuries. Like, the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's – the argument is so stupid. You can say that about every sport event yes. ever. Like, oh, you could say that the, the Raptors ring doesn't count because Clay Thompson tore his ACL and Kevin Rand mm-hmm. tore his Achilles. Nope, it still counts. There's a good argument the Packers might have gone to the Super Bowl if Bakhtiari didn't tear his ACL. But that's yeah. not what happened. The Bucks won the Super Bowl. It's yeah. Like injuries happen as part of the game, especially in the Nets' case, Kyrie Irving and James Harden notoriously are hurt all the time. Yeah. And Kyrie. Kyrie's not even hurt. He just doesn't play. He just doesn't like he, to play basketball.
2: He just doesn't feel like playing. <laughs> yeah. So
1: when you have those two, those three guys, you kind of have to prepare for them to be hurt. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I, go ahead.
3: I think part of winning a championship includes being able to rest your players during the regular season in a way so that they won't get hurt during the postseason. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks did that the right way. And the Los Angeles Lakers did not. The Nets did not. Yeah, like Giannis
2: Giannis is only playing 30 minutes a game during the regular season.
3: Yeah, he's playing less. They're sitting him out when he has, like, right knee soreness for Mm -hmm. all, like, precautions. Like, you can't play your stars in the regular season for 40 minutes plus a game and expect them to be healthy in the postseason.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, like, I, I love the route that the Bucks took this year. Like, they didn't care about the one seed. All they did the regular season was just try different things and adjustments to see what was going to work, and that's why I think Coach Bud and the whole coaching staff deserve so much credit because that's what didn't happen in years past they They played regular season basketball, got the one seat every time, and then lost because they didn't know how to adjust this year. I, we started the season like fifteen and fifteen. I mean, we it took us a while to figure it out and it, it that's but that's what it took. So I'm so glad it happened. Um i I'm gonna say something that is gonna sound stupid on paper, but hear me out. It's the the Milwaukee Bucks this year, in a way, we're kind of like a team of misfits thrown together. Like if you look at the players on the roster, if you look at Brooke Lopez, he was the leading scorer in Brooklyn Nets history. He got thrown to the dirt, and Milwaukee mm-hmm. kind of signed him for nothing. Bobby Portis was not invited to the bubble last year. He didn't have an NBA team to go to. So Milwaukee gave him a chance. P.J. Tucker had to play five years overseas to get back into the NBA. Drew Holiday was not part of the Pelicans' plans. They wanted Eric Bledsoe instead. Which thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Chris spent a lot of time in the G League, a lot of time saying he he can't be a number two on a team. And I don't want to say Giannis is a misfit, but he was criticized the most out of NBA any NBA superstar I've ever seen in my life. And the fact mm-hmm. that all those guys came together on a team and won an NBA championship, it's just it just makes me so happy for all those guys individually and then obviously as a fan of the team. It's just the cool it's just the coolest man i really don't know what else to say i'm just so excited so happy still
3: yeah it's awesome (laughs) yeah i i want to ask did how many texts from random people did you get saying i am so happy for you i know how much this means to you because i got at least four or five
1: uh i got none
3: Well, I'm so happy for you, Ian. I know how much this means to you.
1: Thank you. Um, I did. I had one person tell my sister, uh, told my sister. She's like, I don't know, Ian. I never talked to him, but I just know this is the best day of his life. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think if it's like if anybody knows who I am, they probably know that all I care about in life is the Bucks, just because of my social media and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure people knew, but I didn't have anybody tell me. I had a couple people. Close to me, text me like Brant, Ricardo, and Mora, but nobody random, though.
3: I had um sent me an Instagram DM
1: about it. Had a so. boy. Had a boy. There we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll bleep that <laughs> out so my yeah. reaction isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
3: well, I mean, you I, said that uh New Orleans wanted Drew Bledsoe. Obviously not.
1: Eric Bledsoe.
3: Drew Bledsoe. No. <laughs> A quarterback oh for boy.
1: the Patriots? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and th- that perfectly leads in because Bledsoe and Steven Adams got traded to Memphis yesterday, and Memphis has already said they have no plans to keep Eric Bledsoe. Um, yep. I saw a a lot of I thought it was really cool. A lot of former Bucks players tweeted about the Bucks winning. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was not one of them. I think he's probably pretty salty that the mm-hmm. year they get rid of him they win a championship like i mean that has to be tough if you're eric Butso so to be like man maybe i was the problem because there really was the only big change we made and then to go and win a championship it's got to be tough but um yeah john henson tweeted dj wilson tweeted because he got a ring yep
0: i saw that tory
1: craig gets a ring he didn't tweet anything but shout out tory craig um yeah, so, I mean, it was cool to see. That's what I like about small markets. Like, if the Lakers win a championship, you think any, like, form- Brandon Ingram's going to tweet congrats to the Lakers? No, I don't give a fuck. No. Because big market teams' fans hate players who aren't that good, you know? That's yeah. That's what's so cool about Milwaukee. Like, fucking Carlos Delfino, who every <laughs> Bucks fan knows, is tweeting about the Bucks, and nobody else in the NBA knows who Carlos Delfino is, or sova you know? Yeah. That's what's so cool about, like – uh like the culture that we built. And then to have Brandon Jennings in the building, let him go into the locker room, take pictures with the trophy. It says a lot about uh, the organization that like, and be a part a huge, huge part of the parade mm-hmm.
2: too. I would say it was awesome that the Bucs embraced Brandon Jennings.
1: Yeah. It's seriously, it's I just, I love everything about this playoff run so much. It is so freaking mm-hmm. awesome.
2: They should give him a ring.
1: I hope they do. I really hope they do. Because they should.
2: He like,
1: like like Bucks and Six is now like written in history forever. Like it's not just a saying, it's like mm-hmm. it, it has meaning to the city of Milwaukee. They trademarked it. Yeah. The Bucks did. I'm getting a fucking tattoo, dude. Yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. Brandon Jennings and Urson should deserve rings here.
1: Yeah, I mean Urson's been with the team three different times. So yeah, yeah he has he has been through everything. Mhm. Um I don't I don't Oh, I do have one more thing. I just want to read through young Giannis Antetokounmpo's accolades at age Oh yeah. 26 starting from his rookie season. Uh he was all-rookie second team, then he was most improved, NBA all-defensive second team, three-time NBA all-defensive first team, defensive player of the year. Two time All NBA second team, three time All NBA first team, All Star game MVP this year, five time All Star, two time MVP, and now an NBA champion and NBA finals MVP. I mean, he has done everything that he could possibly do at the age of 26 other than six man of the year and rookie of the year. And in his Post-game interview, he actually said he wish he could go back in time to get rookie of the year in sixth man. <laughs> <laughs> just so that he could have everything. Like, from here on out, it's just Giannis is padding his stats. He has nothing left to accomplish, really.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, it's, I don't it.
1: think it's crazy to say he's a top 25 player of all time already.
3: No, yeah, he's definitely that. Top five, would have
1: power, to top five I, power forward of all time already, too.
2: I, I would have to look, because that could... I don't know. I just I would just have to look cuz I there's some like really fucking good players. Who have played. Yeah, and Giannis game. is one of them. Oh, I know. I'm not discrediting that at all, but like when you look at
1: power forwards like Tim Duncan obviously is ahead of him, but mm-hmm. who else like I, really he might be top Maybe. 2. Kevin Garnett didn't win an MVP. He only won a ring. So two-time MVP I'd say beats KG now that Giannis has a ring. Like yeah, seriously.
3: Oh, but these oh my are my bet, it's a, kind of bold
2: right now since Giannis is only twenty six.
1: I think it speaks to his greatness.
3: <laughs> where where do you think Giannis ends up in all time ranks?
1: Top ten. If the traje- if his trajectory keeps going,
2: his trajectory has to stay the same because right now I do not think he is top. He will be top ten. I do. Easily. I just don't. I, there's, there's just such good players, man. Like, there's like absolute
3: legends. I also think top 10, and I'm not, and I'm kind of tempted to say top five.
0: Oh, okay. Top five
3: top, top five is, I'm not, that's a little much. He has more accolades at age 26 than Michael Jordan did. That's what oh, it is like. Keeping...
2: I know you can say that right now, but he has more accolades than like LeBron did at 26. That's why I said, I if his good.
1: trajectory keeps going in the direction that it's going. It has
2: to stay the same.
1: I mean, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. No, he
2: is in his prime.
3: Just unless, he,
1: unless he gets consistent free throws. If he shoots free throws consistently, he literally might average 40 a game in a season. <laughs> well, yeah, blocking. teams
2: start following him, like, and he makes free throws, yeah, for sure. I really want to see him get a jump shot, though. A mid-range shot. That's it. Just a mid-range. So do I. I
1: mean, if he can master that turnaround that he was hitting in game six, mm-hmm. I mean, fucking, he doesn't need anything else. I have no desire to ever see him get good at threes. I don't care.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. If he can get a mid-range, he's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's kind of amazing how the league has kind of slowly transformed into a league of bigs again. Yeah, low-key. With Jokic and Embiid, AD, Giannis. Mm -hmm. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is up and coming.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's, I mean, two of the three of the top five NBA or MVP voting this year were all centers, if you include Giannis. So, yeah. Low key, we're going back to a league of bigs. Steph Curry had his fun, but.
2: <laughs> no, people are still chucking up threes.
1: <laughs> no, I know, I know.
2: Yeah, but it's just like,
1: like players are starting to dominate down low again. We mm-hmm. got so far away with from it that now these bigs, it's kind of easy to them to just bully people down low.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bam that out of bio true. too. Yep, it's also very difficult to differentiate between a big and a wing now. Like, would you consider Kevin Durant a wing or a big? He's a wing. A, a wing. But he's
2: 6'11. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. The hip, but his style of play.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just thinking more like, where do they sit on the on the court? Like,
2: like, like a traditional, like five, like that. Like, yeah.
1: Like, Jokic and, and Embiid aren't bringing the ball up. And KD is. I agree. Is.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree. My, my point was just that, like, some of these traditional bigs now would have been classified as wings like three or four years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Did you see that after the game, Shaq. Passed on the Superman name to Giannis yep. forever. He said
2: Giannis is the only one who can have that name. That was really cool. I thought
1: all the NBA players finally tweeting about Giannis was nice to see. Like everyone took-
2: was. Everyone yeah. was tweeting about Giannis.
1: I mean, he deserved it, man. His performance was nothing <laughs> short of extraordinary. His yeah. whole playoff run really was probably one of the better playoff runs of all time, too. I mean, he averaged 35 a game in the playoffs. Yeah, also, I agree. Also, game six, he had five blocks, too. I mean, like, that's insane.
2: What do you have? 15, 13, and five with three 50. assists? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. 50, 13, and five, then, like, three assists or four assists, something like that.
1: Yep. Just freaking awesome. That's all I have <laughs> about uh, game six, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: NBA draft is Thursday. Nick, who do you want oh. the Bulls to take? well we don't have a pick
2: so oh you don't no we have one
1: we have Uh,
2: the 31st pick we well we if we got in like the top four top five or something like that we would have had a pick in the lottery but uh with the Vucevic trade Mm. we we got eighth in the lottery so that goes to the magic so the magic have the like the fifth and the eighth i think
1: okay we have the 31st, and I kinda hope we take uh Iodasumu. Dude,
2: that would be nice, actually. If he's there. Um, I I don't yeah, I don't think the Bulls have a pick. I don't think they have a second round pick either. Yikes. Um Brent Forms
1: already entered free agency, which yep. I didn't surprise me. I think of the three guys that we um are are excuse me free agents, I think he was the least of our priorities, uh, because I think we'll try to get Bobby and PJ back. I don't know if we will get either of them, but I think we'll make an effort. I don't think we would have made an effort for Bryn Forbes. We really need to with Dante coming back and Pat kind of stepping up.
2: Yeah. Um, Did you see the report that the Lakers offered Kyle Kuzma to pretty much every single team? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I think it's I, I think it's so funny that literally every single player that is a free agent, you get the ESPN update. It's like Lakers, Clippers, Celtics, Heat, and Sixers are interested in this player in Miami. It's mm-hmm. like, God, dude, all these big markets, man. They just make me laugh. Every single one of them just want every fucking player. Yeah,
2: I know. I, every, yeah, all, uh, every single free agent is tied to the big, like, Six, <laughs> yeah, literally every they single are. free agent they are makes me laugh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: let's, unless you guys have anything else, let's get into some MLB news. Um, we started the week with Yerman Mercedes <laughs> fake retiring, and then the next that was day, the funniest
2: thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, Nate, Nate texts me, he's like, Ian, I think Yerman's gone. I was like, I saw a dude, and then literally an hour later, he's like, No, I'm just kidding, I'm back.
2: 18 hours later here's retired for 18 hours
1: <laughs> i whatever Yermin's a wild motherfucker so
2: you know he's like so you know how he got sent down obviously like cuz he was not playing well after like april yeah he's like but he, he's batting over 300 in triple a why would he like he has a future in the mlb why would he just like <laughs> Be like, I'm i retired, and then 18 hours beer like, oh, the phoenix is rising from the ashes. I'm back <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I because I think he's got a screw loose. I'm pretty sure he's crazy. So uh
2: yeah, he has to be. Um,
1: that goes right into our Sox and Brewers series this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Nick, you went to all three games. On I day? did. Yep. How yep. were they? Brewers, so Brewers won, t- series two one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Brewers took two out of three. They Brewers won the first two. Sex won the third. Um, first game, I had the most obnoxious and annoying fucking people sitting behind me. Like it was hard to focus on the game because they were talking so loud and obnoxiously. Um, and then the fact that Tyrone Taylor hit that grand slam, I was just. <laughs> I was just, I was just so fucking mad, dude. Um,
1: Tom obviously, they had a
2: great series. He's the new White Sox killer,
1: <laughs> is he? I mean, he's yeah. been really good for the Brewers all year. Every time that somebody's gone down or gotten hurt, he's stepped up big.
2: Well, so he hit two home runs. One of them was a grand slam. He had a triple, a double, and a single. Yep. He had a fantastic series against the White Sox, <laughs> yeah, like did. fantastic. Um, so, game one did not go well. Game two also didn't go great. Um, the White—I think the White Sox got screwed over. Did you see the play? The play that was reviewed with Johan Maccada when he missed home home. So yeah. obviously he missed home. I am not going to argue that at all. Um, but the you're only you only get twenty seconds to challenge the play. Mm-hmm. The Brewers had a two minute mound visit and then like 40 seconds after that and then they went to challenge.
1: I saw yeah, I saw that. But I also don't think you can like put that on the brewers. That's to be the umpires to be like No, I, I'm toilet. not mad at
2: the Brewers at all. I yeah. this is the hundred percent the um the umpire. Yeah.
1: I also um, don't think it would have made a difference in the game. I don't know, like, like, but see, there were no.
2: I was no outs with bases loaded, and if and he would have scored, it would have been again bases loaded with no outs again. So like that totally changed the whole. uh, Okay. Okay. Like the momentum of the game, uh, like that. It it was a pretty big point, and then like they reviewed it for like fifteen minutes. I did see that. It was like
1: yeah, yeah, a long, long review.
2: Mm Hmm. Um. The call still stood, and then Tony Larusa actually challenged that call.
1: Mm -hmm. I saw that. And then didn't he and Tim Anderson get thrown out?
2: That was in game one because that was game one. Yes, because the um, the umpiring was some of the this umpiring in this series was some of the worst I've seen. So, like the
1: the, yeah, I watched some of the games and both team. I mean the umpire the umpiring in baseball is truly amazing. I I want to one day watch a full game and see how many calls the umps get wrong cuz it's it's ridiculous how often they are wrong. Like there will be a ball that is a foot outside of the plate and they will call it a strike every time.
2: Yeah. So it's
1: truly insane.
2: So that's why Tim I'm I'm glad that Tim and Tony got thrown out of that, actually cuz they like fired like you know got to fire up the team a little bit you know yeah obviously it didn't matter in the first game because it was like it was like the eighth inning when they got ejected so it mm-hmm. didn't matter um then game two yep Sox lost again i forgot what was it like five to one or I something think it was like five that one. and the first yeah. game was, was it seven Se- seven one. Seven one, one. one. okay yeah um and game then it was a good game game three was a, actually a really good game lance mm-hmm. lynn is really good. He, he, it's crazy that he was like the biggest factor in that game.
1: Both teams had a lot of offense. Brewers just left a lot of people on.
2: Well, the white Sox scored a total of five runs in the series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm Um, not saying in game three, like there was a lot of offense for both teams, even though the game was only three, one.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there were, yeah, there actually were a lot of hits. Um, but Lance Lynn, that two RBI single in the second inning was awesome, dude. That place was electric. Yeah, I watched um, I
1: watched that full game and it seemed mm-hmm. like a good crowd. It seemed like it was pretty split. Sox it was fans. probably
2: 60-40 Sox fans. Yeah. Um, I will say that Brewers fans are the worst. They the, the Brewers fans suck. Like they are they do not care about their team at all. It's pretty pathetic, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Like the Sox fans are more heights for a Lance Lynn strikeout than a freaking Brewers Grand than Brewers fans for a Brewer's Grand Slam. Like that's how like that's just how different like the fan bases are. Like you've been to the White Sox game before. Like they're always loud, like the entire game. Yeah. They're always like they all Everyone understands, like, the situation, like, a 3-2 count, like, with two outs in an inning, you got, like, a runner on base, like, the crowd starts to go, like, starts to get rowdy, and then if it's a strikeout, the crowd goes crazy. Like, it's just so different, dude.
1: Which is, it's kind of weird to say, because you'd assume that the Bucks fans and Brewers fans are the same people. So, like, why the difference? Because Bucks fans are crazy. Bucks
2: fans are great. I yeah. will 100% say that. Bucks fans yeah. are fantastic. Brewers fans are horrible.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I've noticed that, like, Brewers games aren't until the playoffs, they're not like super exciting.
2: No, they're not. Like, going to a Brewers game is boring unless you're watching, like, for me anyway, unless you're like, I go to see the White Sox.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The best part of a Brewers game is the tailgate. Exactly. It's like, that's the only reason that they go to Brewers games.
1: And I guess you can't do that at basketball games. So maybe that's the difference. And, it, I don't and it's weird because, because the Brewers are top five in attendance every season too. So it's like people go to the games. They just,
2: I, I, that honestly might be because when they play the Cubs, it's 80% Cubs fans at the stadium and it, they always sell out. I don't when they think play the that has
1: that much to do with the whole 162 games. I, I don't will think say, eight games are going to make up for that. Yeah. Well, it's eight, they play 80.
2: They play 81 at home.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, still eight out of 81. I don't think.
3: I'm like, not kidding. It could definitely be it. I think the Brewers are just really good with like marketing towards like families. And there are a lot of families that goes that go. To that Brewers. is true. There are a lot of families that go,
1: and a lot of people buy tickets and don't make it out of the parking lot.
2: Mm -hmm. so then yeah yeah, that counts as attendance
1: yeah because they're all yeah you like you go to a like the it's like it's like a wisconsin badgers game the student section doesn't fill up till the third quarter it's like brewers games like nobody goes inside till halfway through the game
2: yeah i don't know i just i just don't like wisconsin sports fans at all (laughs) yeah i mean besides the bucks besides the bucks
1: yeah, Bucks have good fans.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it was a good series, a lot of mm-hmm. offense. Brewers are playing right now. I'm watching the game. They're up 8-0 in the top of the ninth. They
2: They're yeah, they scored they've scored all eight runs in the first two innings. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um going on guess... to some other sport. Oh, go ahead, go oh.
3: ahead. I just don't know if you guys mentioned because I was moving locations in this house. Um, <laughs> Christian Yelich has COVID.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, he's on the 10 day. So trial. is Jace
2: Peterson, both yeah. of them are.
1: And he, Jace is on the 7 day cuz he was just close
2: contact. Oh, and he must be vaccinated then too. They're
1: both fully vaccinated. I I know Yelich is. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, I mean it's
1: 10 games in baseball really isn't much. Also Yelich hasn't done anything, so
2: Yeah, yeah Yelich it, the Yelich is not great, right, this season. Yeah, it's I
1: don't know been... what was going on he was just he hurt. he was he was yeah like he was obviously could have been back-to-back mvps two year two or three years ago last year was just bad and then this year he's had streaks of just really really good and really really bad
2: um like he's batting like two like he's been like 240 i don't even think it's that much
1: i think it's like 233 or something like that um We although I was talking about Willie Adonis last week. He won NL player of the week. (laughs) Yeah. I love Willie Adonis, dude. Yeah, he's he's also another one. He's incredible. Narvaez, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Brewers have it's it's a good problem for the Brewers Mm -hmm. to have when Yelich isn't playing well and they're still one of the best teams in the MLB. It's a good problem to have. And they have maybe, I mean, it's definitely in the in the argument. The best one, two, three punch in the MLB with Burns, Woodruff, and um, Peralta. Peralta, yeah.
2: Did you see for the ERA leaders, the top five, um, four out of the five players are White Sox and Brewers. Are they? Yeah. I knew the uh,
1: Brewers had a lot in there.
2: It's It goes Lance Lynn, he's got the lowest ERA in baseball. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Kevin Gauchman, and then Carlos Rodon.
1: Nice. Woodruff pitched really well on uh, Sunday. Just had that one bad pitch to yeah. Lynn.
2: Yeah, it was really just that one bad inning. Yeah. Otherwise, he was totally fine. Yeah.
1: Also, Rowdy Tellas just hit a home run. No, it's he 9-0. was a White
2: Sox killer, too. Yeah, he, he had a really good series. He had a great <laughs> series, too. Like, these fuckers who... Oh man, he had, but, he had two home runs in the game.
1: Yeah. The first I, game didn't Saturday. He? Second game.
2: Yeah, second, yeah, second game. game. Yeah. I was like, yeah.
1: God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that guy stinks, so that's funny.
2: I know. <laughs> we got we got smoked by those like that fat ass and then the fake black dude, Tyrone. Yeah, so I think
1: he's actually black. He is, yeah, because when he took his helmet off. I was like, oh man, maybe he's black. At first I thought his parents were just idiots and they named their white child Tyrone, (laughs) but I think he's black.
2: Okay. He has, he's like logic black. Okay.
1: Yeah. He's super light skin, but like, you know, like black people have like a certain type of hair texture and he kind of has like that, Mm -hmm. like thick, short hair. So I think he's, I think he's black. I think he's really, really light skin. Yeah. I was shocked. (laughs) Um, we'll go into some other sports real quick. Texas and Oklahoma are planning to leave the big or they're going to leave the Big
2: Twelve. They're gonna leave for the SEC.
1: Yep. Um and this is going to cause a bunch of realignment everywhere. Good. Let's I let's wish, spice it up a little
2: bit. I wish Nebraska would go back
1: to the Big Twelve.
3: They might actually. Yeah, I, I hear I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of the like porters are saying saying that like, the Big 12 is going to be split among the four conferences remaining, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12. But I personally think the Big 12 will be added to, and I think teams will be added in. I think we'll see teams like Houston and Boise State getting a chance to play in a Power 5 conference. Yeah, I think Houston Notre could Dame, deserve maybe? that, actually. You no, know, If Notre Dame were to play, it wouldn't be the Big 12. The they Big they 10 do would probably ACC. Lose. No, I think the Big 10 would lose Nebraska to the Big 12, and then the Notre Dame would join the Big Ten.
1: Well, Kevin Warren also reached out to Kansas from the Big Twelve mm-hmm. to try to get them too. Yep. So this yeah. is this is gonna this is gonna call this is gonna spiral into a lot of changes coming soon. Yeah, yeah is what twenty fine. twenty five? Give me, give me all the chaos. I don't care. Yeah. Give me all of it. I don't. Just give me as as all the they, chaos and then expand the
2: playoff. That's all I want. Yeah, I was just gonna say this. are they? As they aren't, the playoff, aren't they going to? Or weren't they talking about it?
1: It's, yeah, it's in talks, but it won't happen for a couple years
2: still. Dude, just at least make it eight. At least make it eight. Yeah,
1: I know. Seriously.
2: Like, at the very least. Because the I'm C- just like, come on. The NCAA won't do that. They hate fun. He like Yeah, they hate making so much more money. Like I that, know. That, that like, would, that would bring in so much more money.
1: Nobody cares about the ball games anyways because all the NFL caliber players don't play anyways. So it's like, why not just expand the playoffs, get rid of those four bowl games and then make them games that matter that people will tune yes. into. Yes. It's just just, oh yeah, it just makes too much sense.
2: Whatever. Yeah. It literally, that is what it is. It just makes too much sense.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just, it'd just be way too awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to <have> fucking eight <laughs> college football teams in a playoff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um lot of a lot of Packers drama this week. Um, it all boy. started with the uh, Rogers and Adams cryptic "The Last Dance" uh, Instagram posts, and ended. It's definitely
2: their last year. Yeah, definitely. ended most, with yeah, Aaron Rodgers
1: officially coming back and reporting to camp today.
2: Are you guys surprised? Because I wasn't surprised no. in the slightest. I was. I was
1: fully aboard the train that he was never going to play for the Green Bay Packers again. I thought he was way too petty.
2: Really? No, I, I knew that he was going to play as I, a Bears
1: fan. Does this suck? Not really. It's one more year. Yeah. But didn't you lose a hundred dollars because of this?
3: I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, okay. So one, I'm not surprised. I'm, I've been saying this all along like he's not going anywhere. He's either not going to play as a Packer or he's going to play. And I thought as we got closer like he would play just because of the reports. Number 2, I think Aaron Rodgers this will be Aaron Rodgers last season as a Packer. But the way that they negotiate the salary is that he the new like contract isn't void until after the 2022 season. So, technically, he could still play two years. I so, thought he
2: was reworking his contract, so this is his last year. They reworked the contract so that
3: instead of being void at the end of the 2023 season, it's void at the end of the 2022 season. But he has a get-out after this year. Oh, so, he's a player option type thing? And it's not technically a player option, but it's more of like, if Green Bay Brass decides to trade him, Green Bay can trade him to anywhere Green Bay wants. Aaron Rodgers is not going to make that decision. So okay. they had to make like concessions on both sides. But I do think this is his last year playing as Packer. I don't think he plays 2022. Yeah, no way. There's no way he no. does. I also and think this he got
1: is... Randall Cobb coming back.
3: Mm-hmm. I also think this is Devontae Adams last year as Packer as well. Yeah, same.
2: Mm-hmm. This is this really like. It's just a last dance for the Packers. this really is. is the
1: last dance for the Packers. Um luckily I'm not a huge Packer fan, and the Bucks won the finals, so I don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I'm I'm I've said it a million times, I'm fully on the Jags train this season. So um this drama to me is just first of all, it's first of all, it's freaking annoying because we have a superstar on one team like Giannis. Who just is so humble and will just do anything for the city. And then you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who's just a petty drama bitch who just needs the spotlight on him, even if it's negative. Like, I think my opinion on Aaron Rodgers has changed quite a bit throughout this whole thing. I think he is.
2: Yeah, same. I'm on Rodgers' side this whole time. Yeah, of course you
1: are. (laughs) I think, I still think he is a huge bitch, even though he's playing. But that's just my take. As mine, I, don't, I, huge I, I, I don't
2: think he is. I think I, he just, I, just, I don't
3: know. I just don't think he is. I, I don't really care. I mean, obviously, I'm a Packers fan. I want them to be good because I hate losing. But I've already seen them win a championship in my lifetime. And there's a new dynasty in Milwaukee sports. I'm not Milwaukee sports in Wisconsin sports in the Milwaukee Bucks. So,
1: Brewers oh, well. are up next too.
3: Yeah, Packers. Who's, had their who's
1: closer to a championship? The Packers right now. After all this drama, or the
2: Brewers who are rolling in the MLB? The Packers still easy. The, the I I've, I, I've, I think the Brewers are going to have their classic September collapse. Oof! You think so? It happens. It happens all the time.
3: It hasn't happened lately. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean it happened like in 2012, but
3: yeah, I no, like there, then, I remember.
1: I can't. I think it was maybe like 20, 2015.
2: Twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, something like that. Like they had, they were right in the best record in baseball, and then like won like four. And then they missed the playoffs. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, I remember that. But since then, they've made the playoffs every year. Since Council's Mm -hmm. been there, I don't think they've missed the
3: playoffs. Yeah, I still think it's the Packers, just because of all the talent that they do have.
1: So do I, but I just I have to imagine there are definitely some players in the organization who. Are not on Aaron Rodgers' side during this whole thing. I mean, there's a hundred percent, is there's no doubt. Some of the players are just like, dude, will you just fucking show up and play? Jesus Christ,
3: yeah. But those players are also like, they want them to show up because they'll compete for a Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers yeah. is on the team, you're in Super Bowl comp, like, competition yeah, right there. So
2: true,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and they, year, released, they released um, Blake Bortles,
1: yeah, that hurt that hurt. classless
2: a classless organization
1: <laughs> that's done a little bit um <laughs> anthony miller is now no longer chicago bear
2: totally fine you sad to that. see him go or no no not really he didn't do anything this past year did
1: you see the
2: uh twitter that was posted of like
1: quick reminder of how good darnell mooney is Yes, and I did. I, I want to talk this. It was hilarious. Running routes and then just getting the ball overthrown by 100 yards on every play. That was an electric video. That was so, so funny.
2: <laughs> so he's a, he is a fantastic route runner, clearly. Yeah. He, bur- he just He bur-
1: to throw the ball to
2: him. He just, he just had fucking Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky to throw to him. So every <laughs> single play on that highlight was like an overthrow, he didn't catch one ball on that highlight because he couldn't because they were about 20 yards ahead of him.
1: Yeah, like I was- now
2: that he, he, but he had like I, Andy Dalton is better than Nick Foles and Mr. Trubisky. That's not argued, like that's you mm-hmm. can't argue that. Yeah, um, I mean, and Andy then Dolan's
1: obviously, good, like, has good yeah. stats in the end, and obviously, Justin
2: Fields has a fucking cannon. Mm-hmm. Um and he's super accurate down the field too. So I I think Darnell Mooney is going to have a breakout year this year.
3: I was was that video posted by the Chicago Bears social media? No, team? no. Okay. No, it was posted by, going, was by
1: no. just like a Bears fan.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, what professional organization would be like, you know what? Post that. <laughs> no, it was
2: not posted by <laughs> the official <laughs> I'm 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 definitely not
1: one of those Packers fans who just like hates Bears fans and like is annoying and makes fun of them. But mm-hmm. sometimes Bears fans do make me laugh with some of the
2: stuff they post like that. It, it, like, like, no, that's just you're a ridiculous right. Post they're they're, all, they're asking to get made fun of when yes, they do shit they are. like that. That's like they'll what post it is. like
1: something like, it's like, they'll post them like roasting the Packers drama. And it's like, like unfortunately you guys are in a situation where you can't say anything about it because you haven't beat I the know. packers more than twice in 20 yeah, years. Yeah. I know. Exactly. No, that's I know.
2: Like, no, that's like they like they, they got to realize they got to realize that they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. That's the thing like like, like that's just, why I don't that's why I don't post anything about the bears on social media because yeah. I'll get shit on.
0: So or I like, can't.
1: Or like <laughs> the, my favorite stuff is like you see these bears fans like tweet like tweeting like a bunch of laughing moses about how the Bear, how the packers suck because they lost to the Buccaneers. It's like okay, but yeah, we lost in the NFC championship. The last when's the last time you guys made an NFC championship? Like like they like oh, they I get more joy. That. Like I said, 2010. It I catch, so I remember, but, I can it. remember that one. Yeah, I remember I it. Yeah, I know what it was too. But um <laughs> like they get more joy out of the Packers losing games than they do out of their own team winning. And that's where it's just like like that's just silly to me. I don't know. No, there I know, I definitely understand. Like like if the Bears go 0 16, but the Packers lose in the Super Bowl, Bears fans will celebrate like it like they just won the Super Bowl themselves.
2: Yeah, I like don't get me don't wrong, like I, I'm that Bears fan, but I won't do that. Yeah. Like, like it, I it know is silly. I, I know where the line is, and I think I feel or like I hope you guys realize that I know where the line is. Cause I cause I won't and- say dumb shit like that that.
1: And when you do say dumb shit, you own up. Like a couple years I ago do. when the Bears were up 20 to 0 in the first half. <laughs> you you said you were going undefeated that year and after they gave you you apologized immediately.
2: I was like, "You know what? Hand up." <laughs>
1: yeah. I was watching that game with your brother yeah. at uh, our friend's house and you know, Kyle is just so cocky the first half talking that shit. He, I don't think he said a word the whole second <laughs> half, except when Aaron Rajwalk walked back on the field. I think Kyle said it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's about – I've said this a million times. I know it's about yeah. to happen.
2: Yeah. No, I, I obviously – like, I know. I definitely – I can definitely own up to it's some stupid shit that I'll say about the Bears. I think I can't anyway.
1: Right. Yeah, I respect that. Mm. Um. I have one more thing. I'm going to get going again. Now that I talked about Anthony Miller going to the Texans, our good buddy, Deshaun Watson showed up for training camp. And, How was he allowed? Now, How was he allowed? And, and has interest from teams from be, for being traded. I look, this might get some flack, but in my, in my opinion, I don't think it's good that the NFL cares more about you getting the COVID vaccine than raping 22 women. I just don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for the vaccine. I'm all for it. But to say that people can be f- punished for not getting it, but have no consequence of sexually assaulting 22 women is a bit wild to me.
3: Well, boy, Ian, I wonder what the last pandemic was about, COVID or raping women?
1: I, I mean, uh, uh, it, is, it is bananas to me that this guy is fucking walking on the streets. He should be in prison.
0: He and should I be st- because I still
1: haven't heard a word about
0: it yet. Because even
2: like I just saw another thing recently, like like five more people uh like uh like I'm, I, I, I accused I, no I wasn't dead like they I don't know but like five more people like came forward about something it was yeah.
1: it was ten people filed something else and two of them were like weren't original, even on. not the original people, so now it's yes. like twenty four different women.
3: Yes. Well, two of them, those two, had never filed a civil suit before. Like this is their first one.
1: Yeah. So that's twenty four civil suits against Deshaun Watson now, and yes. not a peep from the NFL.
3: So
2: uh, obviously, he should never play in the NFL again. Like this is ridiculous. He's
1: playing. He's at camp. He's practicing today.
2: Yeah, I. I honestly can't believe it. I like the NFL, man, like they, some stuff they do. That's good. Like I I'm all in favor for this vaccine thing, by the way, punishing players who aren't vaccinated. Cause there's no reason that you shouldn't get vaccinated. I don't really care.
1: I agree. I'm but a, I don't I'm think a, it should take priority over sexual assault. That's uh, the only thing. I
2: agree with that. I do not yeah. think that raping 24 women is. Like
1: not as bad as not getting not as, as bad as not getting a shot
2: as not getting the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean,
1: it is. But it is fucking bananas to me, dude. I it well, seriously pisses me the off NFL so has much. a
2: history of not giving a shit about like domestic abuse and shit like that. Well, no, you know, what's crazy is that they
1: they're very inconsistent because Ezekiel Elliott and Ben Roethlisberger were accused with no evidence whatsoever. And they both got suspended. So why Deshaun Watson? Why does he have this free pass? Like, what is it about him?
3: Yeah, (sighs) there has not been able to provide a strict ruling throughout the years. Like they were not at all. They were very, very strict against like Ray Rice and like Cream Hunt. But then they loosened up. And now they're very like, I just I don't understand where the line is drawn in the NFL eyes.
2: And then, like Tyreek Hill said that he was gonna beat the shit out of his like fiance or whatever, and he broke and he his got... kid's arm. And, and nothing, get happened.
1: nothing happened.
2: Nothing happened. Adrian Peterson, Peterson wasn't
1: even that bad. He fucking spanked his kid with
2: a switch. No, it's not even that bad. Uh, he hit. Uh, I don't know. He I mean, he didn't spank. Like he he hit him in the butt. But, I don't know. I uh, I'm pretty sure I thought it was in like the back. I don't know. I if thought was, th- like... I thought there were pictures. Whatever. But like, I don't. Know, I don't know how the NFL can be that inconsistent about stuff like that. And I just don't get it.
0: Ezekiel but Ius then, but then, if you smoke woman, yeah, but if you smoke weed
2: once, yeah. then you're suspended.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what'll happen with this. Like, I don't know. I literally am speechless. Like, it just I, it drives me insane every week that he is
2: still playing it's for real like doesn't make I, any sense i don't think i bet you the nfl doesn't say a word this entire year i guarantee it actually i just can't think of any
1: other situ any other person who is of any somewhat celebrity status whether they're a singer actor professional athlete if they got accused by 24 women of sexual assault
2: it's that nothing cosby. would cosby it's essentially bill cosby Yeah, but Bill Cosby's fuck. Well, Bill Cosby's fucking free now.
1: Yeah, Liam and I talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Temple alum, proud Temple alum. Um, but it's like every every other league, every other celebrity gets in trouble. But somehow, I don't know what's different about the Deshaun Watson thing that why he nobody like everybody's just literally just brushing it to the side. And then again, Like, like I said with the Bill Cosby stuff, and then people wonder why women are afraid to come forward. Yeah, this is exactly come what it is. And then people are like, eh, whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's so fucked up, dude. It is. Fucking, it, is. it is. It's so super bad. fucked up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. Shame on Roger Goodell. Shame on the Texans. Shame on every team that's asking to trade for him. I'm yep. not going to lie, Nick. I got a little nervous for the Bears today when I saw Anthony Miller was going to the Texans. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they didn't say who was coming to the Bears. I was like, oh, man. I hope it's not Deshaun. <laughs> that is a bad, bad look.
2: No, I I don't think that. I I really hope that the Bears don't trade for him. That well, that would be actually ridiculous because they just drafted Justin Fields. There's there's no way they're going to. So, I mean, if we've
1: learned anything from the Bears organizations in the last few years, is that they always Ex- make the right decision. Oh yeah,
2: I guess yeah, <laughs> you're right. We yeah, like we signed another tight end. <laughs> Ryan
1: Pace was a love in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait. We just got Anthony Miller for Deshaun straight up. <laughs> <laughs> loving that one.
2: Nagy's we, through the roof. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, like we also we just signed another tight end, Jesse James. Oh, I did see that. How many? Can't have too many tight ends. I think that's 27 tight ends on the roster now, I believe.
1: I think what the Bears are trying to do is just recreate the NFL scheme and dump the offensive line and just get Ten tight ends who will also run routes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna say Justin Fields. As soon as you get the ball, you start running from your life. But you're gonna have you're gonna have ten receivers to throw to on every single play. <laughs> 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 pretty much like the Chiefs Super Bowl. Like as soon as the ball snapped. Uh, Patrick, Mahomes you just got to run for your life. Justin Fields <laughs> just got to run backwards 30 yards and hope that he gets a pass
2: off. <laughs> we'll see if Hilarious it works. We'll see if
0: it works. Innovators, Hilarious.
2: every play. Innovators.
1: Yep. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to ask one more question. If your life was on the line, you had to go to the Olympics and you had to place, you had to win a gold medal. What sport would you guys pick to play where you think you could win gold?
3: Did you take this from PMT? No. I
1: mean, I, this question is always asked around the Olympics. So I'm just curious.
3: Summer or winter or both?
1: Pick your poison, whatever one you want.
3: Um,
1: I will say I got my answer from part of my take, though. Like, I, I think the guy
2: makes some great points. Handball?
1: Okay.
2: Dude, handball, I'm sorry. I, I think I'd be the greatest handball player in the world. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's that sports so easy. Have you ever been, have you ever watched a professional handball game? Yes. Okay. I just watched it in the Olympics. I I went to a professional handball game in Germany when I was there. And Nick, I'm sorry to say, I don't think you would fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already kidding. I am
2: peak athletic form right now, Leon. Peak. Um, I think I would probably choose bobsledding. I
1: feel like that's really just love to do that. Yeah, I mean, Dude, you, put you, me, you put me, you put me down. You those. put me in the middle of that thing. We're flying. We are <laughs> flying.
3: I think I'm um, winning gold. Yeah, I think honestly, if I trained hard enough, table tennis. Um. Ooh, okay. I think oh, walking. Speed walking. That's a God, good one. I think speed walking. Um, actually, I think that the United yeah, it needs States to be as a so
0: whole—they
3: <laughs> would, they would. Yeah, <laughs> I think the United States as a whole would be really good at shooting. Oh, I mean, no. tons Any of target time. practice in schools.
2: So much target practice at schools. Yeah, they're great Thanks. at it. Um, what's that one winter s- sport? Uh winter Olympic sport where like, it's like the cross country skiing and then they shoot the targets with the guns. Oh. That's what I love watching that dude. I don't even know what that is. Have you, have you never
3: seen it before?
2: No, I'm going to look up the name, but William, do you know extreme. what I'm talking about? I,
3: I know what you're talking about. Cause I watched it. And I was like, damn, like this seems pretty hard. Dude. It, how, dude, how it hard was is awesome. How hard do you think
1: curling is? That can't, can't be, be that
3: hard. hard. I mean, you could just be one of the guys that scrape the ice. Yeah. I
1: feel like if you, like, like let's oh, say sucker. we start training for the next Olympics, I mean, in two years, we could probably learn at what speed to throw the curling uh Should
2: stone. we? Be- I love watching curling, by the way.
3: I'm a big curling fan. I like, love I can't
1: it. imagine if we train every day for the next two years, we could probably get pretty good at it.
3: Should we become our own nation state and enter the... 2022 winter olympics for curling well we can just go as independent athletes oh
2: that's what like like, cold weather like russia got banned no we're inside we're fine okay uh like russia got banned from these olympics like the country did but like there's still russian athletes competing it's called uh, um, the russia yeah the russian olympic committee so it's not russia but it's all russian players for athletes the I sport is called us. the biathlon by the way yes
1: <laughs> biathlon okay the
2: biathlon right. like the biathlon is a winter sport with combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting it is treated as a race with contestants skiing through a cross-country trail while distance is divided into shooting rounds
1: man that sounds
2: nuts no dude it is awesome that I'm is one of, favorite, it <laughs> one of my favorite it's one of my favorite olympic like winter olympic sports Sweet. I'm, I'm going to give
1: that a look after we'll we do it. get off. Um, I think that's all we got. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Bucks are NBA champions until this time next season. So Milwaukee, yep. enjoy it. Soak it in. Live it up and ride this wave until next season. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next week.
0: I paid my dues Time after time